Welcome to the Coffee with Kathy podcast. Take a moment to subscribe and like us on Facebook if you haven't already. You can also check out all of our books, merch, and future podcasts at coffeewithkathy.com. Now grab yourself a cup of coffee and get ready to be encouraged. Here's your host, Pastor Kathy Heitschu. Okay, so Elijah's there to remind them of who they're supposed to be. There's about to be a showdown, as we would say, where I come from. Amen? I'm, I'm working on getting me one of them swords. <laughs> oh, we're online, right? I mean, we live. I got to behave. We are. Oh, thank you. I was looking for you. I like it when you're up here because you really preach, preach me down. So, Pastor Mike, like, um, I won't call anybody out. So, come, come be. You know how it is when people are dragging on the anointing from you, amen? You want to preach better, amen? There's about to be a showdown between Elijah and the prophets of Baal, and this is where we pick up the story. It's Elijah's turn to see if he can bring fire, slap your neighbor and say fire. See, it's all about the fire tonight, amen? And Carly didn't even know about it, so you can know that was a word from God. Y'all didn't get so excited the first time around, but I did because I knew what was coming, amen? Woo! Ah. So he's going to see if he can bring fire down from heaven. He's building this altar, and here's where we're going to start. Uh, 1 Kings 18, we'll start in verse 32. 1 Kings 18, verse 32. And he used the stones to rebuild the altar in the name of the Lord. Then he dug a trench around the altar large enough to hold about three gallons. Tell your neighbor, three gallons. He piled wood on the altar, cut the bull into pieces, and laid the pieces on the wood. Then he said, fill four large jars with water and pour the water over the offering and the wood. Somebody say, and the wood. After they had done this, I feel the Holy Ghost. He said, do the same thing again. And when they were finished, he said, now do it a third time. So they did as he said, verse 35. And the water ran around the altar and even filled the trench at the usual time for offering the evening sacrifice, Elijah the prophet walked up to the altar and prayed, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, prove today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant. Prove that I have done all this at your command. O Lord, answer me, verse 37, answer me so these people will know that you, O Lord, are God and that you have brought them back to yourself. Immediately, say immediately, the fire of the Lord flashed down from heaven and burned up the young bull, burned up the wood, burned up the stones and the dust. It even licked up all the water in the trough. Woo! Y'all ain't sad as I am. And when all the people saw it, I should have just had them build an altar. I should have just had you bring some wood in, brother. We could have just went Elijah on them all. Amen. And when the people saw it, they fell face down on the ground and cried out, Say, the Lord, he is God. Yes, the Lord is God. Can I tell you, wet wood still burns. And that's the message for tonight, amen? So if you're taking notes, wet wood still burns. I don't know if you've ever tried to build a fire with wet wood. The only person I know that can make wet wood burn a little is Pastor Mike. And that's because he got gasoline. And I won't tell you that story. That's for another day, amen? But don't let him come to your house, okay? 
This verse proves wet wood still burns. Spirit of the living God, we invite your presence in this place into homes of everybody watching. Father, we say let your glory fall. We say let your fire fall. Father, you know every circumstance, every issue, every obstacle. Have your way. Father, you and I walk this word out together all the way through. I pray you use me as a vessel. Let there be nothing off limits. No fear, no insecurity, just your word, just your anointing, and just your fire. And everybody said, slap your neighbor, tell him wet wood still burns. Now listen, I've seen a lot of crazy storms in my lifetime. I come from the hurricane state capital of America. I come from the Gulf of Mexico, where probably every hurricane starts. I'm not even kidding. So I've seen some storms in my life. And one time we had a bad storm come. Not even kidding. And you know how it blows your roof off? Well, y'all probably don't know about hurricanes. But listen, it blows your roof off and you get a blue tarp and you get all this kind of cool stuff. Um, and they come and give you a new roof. But it just tears up everything, right? So you go out all day the next day and you're cleaning up all of it. You're cleaning up things you didn't know you even need to clean up. Amen? And we did that after many, many times. But one particular time... I got all done, go inside, you know, kick the shoes off, you ready to just be done with it. You ain't got no electricity or anything anyway, so you're just ready to go to bed. And my kid come in and said, uh, Mom, just so you know, there's a chair in the pool. I said, what do you mean there's a I was just out there. I checked everything. What are you talking about? There's a chair in the swimming pool. I cleaned up everything. She says, no, I, I, how did I miss a chair in the pool? I didn't expect for a chair to be in the swimming pool, about halfway submerged in it. Right? Have you ever had a moment where you checked all the places that trouble should have been, but you missed the very thing, you missed the very place where it actually was? You didn't expect it. How in the world did I miss the fact that my marriage was in trouble? How did I miss the fact that my child is depressed? How did I miss the fact that I was headed toward bankruptcy? How did I miss all the red flags on this joker? Ha <laughs> ha! Not you, baby, because, like, you is all that. But I'm talking about, like, in my past life, amen. Shout, shout hallelujah. How did I miss the chair in the pool? And just so you know, I'm not the only one who's ever had a seat that was drowning. Because Ephesians 2 tells us we are seated with Christ. I'm seated with Christ. That means I'm seated above principalities. That means when the spirit of doubt tries to trick me to believe I can't recover from this, it could be a sign that my seat in Christ is underwater. But not any of y'all. Because if we're honest enough, I'm talking to everybody online. Amen. You got online for this very thing. Everybody in here is all good. But listen to me. If we're honest with ourselves, we're honest, we'll admit, I'm supposed to be on fire. I'm supposed to have faith. I'm supposed to believe I can come out of this. I don't feel like I have authority anymore, though. I can't tap into prayer the way I used to. I can't tap into worship the way I used to. I'm tired of 2020, 2021, and all his cousins say amen. Whew, I'm getting tired of bad news after bad news. I'm getting tired of nothing ever going my way. And now Kathy's telling me I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places above principalities, but I feel like I'm drowning. The devil's got a target on my back, and he keeps hitting me right where it hurts. My seat is underwater. My seat is drowning. And this is exactly where we find Israel. 
you know, the chosen people. The chosen people. They don't feel chosen anymore. You know, how am I going to be chosen and in a drought? How am I going to be living set apart and my kid ain't saved? How am I going to be living set apart and living paycheck to paycheck, waiting on that 19th stimulus check to hit? I just prophesy one for all of y'all. How am I going to be the chosen one and in a drought? So pay attention. Listen close. The drought was actually the first step in the rescue. You'll find this out. The drought will convince you that you're going to die here. The drought will convince you that you're never going to recover from here. When God gets ready to save his people from drowning, y'all, he sends the drought because the drought airs things out. The drought will make you say, oh, Lord, I'm going to have to start believing you in a different way. What I thought was working out ain't working out. Everything I counted on ain't be, is nothing. And I'm down to nothing, and I need you to save me. The drought will air things out. So God sends the prophet Elijah to Israel because God's never going to let you stay underwater. Anybody in the house tonight? God's not going to let you stay underwater. Amen. Israel needs representation of what it's supposed to look like. You see, the problem with taking on issue after issue after issue is sometimes you forget what it's supposed to look like. You forget how, how you're supposed to worship a home alone in your house and Pastor James ain't there with a guitar. Right? You forget what it's supposed to look like. You forget what it's like to be on fire for God. You got the God of worry and the God of fear and the God of doubt, but you, you worship in them more than you worshiping the one true living God. Well, I didn't mean to stop worshiping God. He just took a back seat to everything that was happening in my life. You know, Kathy, I got a lot on the go. You ought to just open up the car door and jump out so you can stop having so much on the go. Amen. You better take note of what God wants to show you. He wants to show you what it's supposed to look like. Right? You keep crying over what you didn't see, but God's saying, but what did I show you along the way? What did I show you? You didn't start with it, but I made sure you were exposed to it. Your mama might not have had it or did it for you, but I made sure you were exposed to it. Your family didn't have it, but I made sure I exposed you to it. I didn't leave you without representation. Right? Because God's saying, I'm not going to let you drown here. I get excited when I see God bless people. It reminds me that he's not going to let me drown. Amen. My God is not mocking me. My God is not taunting me. My God's trying to show me if he did it for them, he'll do it for me. I don't know who this word is for tonight. You need to pay attention to what God is showing you. Some of you are getting jealous, and, uh, and, and God's trying to show you, but you're so jealous, and he wants to give it to you also. You know, but, but he's saying, I can't give it to you as long as you're jealous. I can't give it to you as long as you're mad that I didn't give it to you when you thought I should give it to you. I bounce a lot when I preach. And because I didn't give it to you when I wanted to, when, when you wanted me to, it doesn't mean that it's not somewhere along the way. Some of you are one prayer away from it. Some of you are one scripture in the Bible away from it. 
Some of you are one, are one servant attitude heart to somebody else away from it. One obedient thing away from it. Right? Whoa! Because you've seen it over and over and over, and you think, you know what? It looks like God missed my house. It looks like God missed my house, like he just passed right over my house. But no, no. God is saying, I need you to clean up your house so I can bless your house. Amen? Now, that's not for none of y'all. That's for all y'all online. God needs you to clean up your house so he can bless your house. Well, that went over about as good as I thought it was. You know, because if he gave it to you right now, you'd have too much pride and you'd have too much of an ego. It's true. But if I give it to you in the middle of a drought, you're going to understand it's me and it's not you. You're going to understand to rely on me, God says, and not yourself. Woo, that's a good preach. Clap about it. Amen. Woo. You clap about it and everybody online is like, man, she must be preaching good. They're clapping about it. So God sends Elijah because his people are drowning. I believe God gave me this word because somebody feels like they're drowning. I believe God gave me this word because somebody feels like they've lost their seat in heavenly places. Because somebody hasn't been using their authority. God gave me this word because the principalities got a stronghold on you. You don't need anybody else to pray for you. You don't need to get in another prayer line necessarily. What you need is a reminder of where you're supposed to be seated. Woo! I came to serve as someone's reminder to just put it in your phone, write it on the back of the pew, do something with it. Amen. We're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And Elijah is the representation. Am I doing good, Carrie? Okay, good. Amen. My sister said I'm doing good. She like, preach. Elijah is the representation of the children of Israel. God sets him apart while they're in the middle of a drought. If I could go back and give you the whole story, we'd go back to 1 Kings 17. God tells Elijah there's going to be a drought, and he calls him away from where the drought is because it's important that Elijah stay focused on who he's supposed to be. In the middle of the drought, I think sometimes we're so busy. We're so busy trying to suffer with people. We're so busy trying to prove that we can hang out in the drought with people. I'm helping somebody today. But we miss the opportunity to be called away to God. See, when you get called away to God, you become the person that can deliver those people out of the drought. Amen? Elijah gets called away because he's got to be somebody in this moment that he can't be if he stays in that drought. And God's calling you away. God's calling you higher. This isn't, last night isn't all he had for you. He's calling you higher. That's good stuff right there. He wants you to spend a little more time with him. If I'm telling it to you in Elmo language, he wants you to spend a little more time with him. Elijah shifts his focus from the drought to being called away with God. It didn't mean the drought stopped, just so you know. It, does, it just means his focus wasn't on the drought. His focus is on who he's supposed to be in God. And that's our focus too, who we're supposed to be in God. 
Everybody else around you can be in a drought, but there's a brook that only you can tap into. Amen. Whew. And it only happens when you get called away. It only happens when you get called away. When you set aside time for God to really minister to who you are. To who you are. See, who you are going to be is going to require a level of consecration. That's a word that ain't preached very much. But, uh, I mean, here at this church, amen, it's like all the time. But y'all probably sick of it. It's going to require a level of separation. Ain't a whole lot of people talking about that word either. And I didn't, didn't just pick them because they rhyme. It's going to require you to come to a place where you're willing to trust God. And God only. Only. The drought can't be your God. You got to worship in the drought. You got to worship in the grief. You got to be like, he's all I see. He's all I think about. God knows you're in a drought. God knows it hurts. He knows you're not going to be able to raise these kids by some book or, or Siri or asking Alexa. You're going to have to raise these kids by getting down on your knees. The best way to raise a kid is for you to get down on your knees and seek God. This marriage isn't going to be saved by you pretending like everything's okay. You're going to have to come to a place where you drag that brokenness into the secret place. God says, if you just get caught up in me, if you just get called away with me, revival will come to your house. Revival will come to you. He'll come right down in your living room if you'll let him. He'll come right down in that cubicle if you'll let him. He'll come right down on that assembly line if you'll let him. You have revival in your workplace. Some of you ought to pull your car over right now. It's revival time. So, calm down. When Elijah finally comes down to have this face-off with the prophets, man, I wish I'd have been there. How many of y'all, like, wish you'd have been there for this story? I mean, there's some stories I don't wish I was there about. I'll ask questions when I get to heaven. But this one, you know you wish you was there. Right? So Elijah finally comes down to face off with these prophets. He has enough faith to believe that wet wood can still burn. I mean, you got to be a crazy somebody to believe you could throw water all over that mess and it'll still burn. But God says, I know you've been drowning, but I came to let you know wet wood still burns. Tell your neighbor, wet wood still burns. You don't have to have everything together either. It can start burning right now. Woo! Somebody ought to he let hell know wet wood still burns. Hey, you ought to let them generational curses know wet wood still burns. The struggle is real, but wet wood still burns. Fire can still come to your house on day 14. Are we in 14? Day 14. Amen. Fire can still come to your house. So the prophets of Baal had power, but listen, they didn't have fire. If you ever have a chance to choose between power and fire, choose fire. Because power will break something, yes. It will break it all up, but it can get put back together. Fire will destroy it to ashes. Amen. Wet wood still burns. You want, see, you want God to break the addiction, but that, he wants to set that bad boy on fire. 
Amen? You want God to break this thing, and he wants to just burn the thing. He wants to burn it out of you. Consume it out of you for real. Wet wood still burns. But God, I didn't think I could burn. God, I didn't think I could be on fire again. I didn't think I could love again. God, I didn't think I could be restored again. You know, life did a number on me. The wind knocked me out of my seat. I didn't think I could burn again. But can I tell you, there's no sin, no shame, no experience, no circumstance, no situation you've ever gone through that could keep fire from reaching you. Amen. He's got you on a rescue mission, honey. Listen, your, your name is next in line. Amen. Your name is next in line. Why don't you just say your name out loud right now? Woo! He's the God who answers by fire. And you better get yourself in a position because when the fire is unleashed, you need to make sure your house is represented. Amen. So Elijah builds that altar. Am I doing okay? Is this good? Everybody all right? Whoo. <laughs> like I'm sweating so y'all know it's good. And I don't wear my spanks or nothing, Jesus. It's all here. Elijah builds that altar. And listen, he never once asked God, set it on fire. He never once said to God, set it on fire. Listen to this. He said, God, show them what you're working with. Show them what we've been talking about. God, show them who I am when I walk with you. God, put me on display. Elijah had enough fire for generations. You need to get enough fire for generations. This moment right here isn't just about you. It's about the generations you're connected to. They may never walk into a church, but they will experience your fire. If you catch on fire, they will experience your fire. Just like she said, don't burn alone. I'm going to put that in my notes because I was good, Carly. So it's in there for now. Next time I preach this. That's why hell wants you to believe that you're never going to get back up again. Huh, wet wood still burns. <laughs> Hashtag that. I'm getting my fire back. I don't know about all y'all. Some of y'all never been on fire. Life has extinguished you. But if you're still here, there's still a flame connected to your name. Amen? I know the world has changed and your life looks a lot different. But the one thing that's not changed is the fire of God. And that ain't changed. Amen? Like the prophet Jeremiah said, it's like a fire shut up in my bones. Amen. Tell your neighbor, shut up in your bones. God wants to send fire to those dry bones. Amen. Can these bones live again? Yes. Yes, absolutely they can. I just need one person to believe wet wood still burns. Amen. I just need one person to believe that. I just need one person to believe their kid ain't going to be addicted forever. I need one person to believe their kid ain't going to be in jail or prison forever. I just need one person to believe their kid ain't going to be gone wayward forever. Woo. Woo. I need one person to just believe that their family is not going to experience broken promise after broken promise after broken family after broken family ever again. I got to get called away so I can get set on fire. Why settle for less when you can have the more? I took that from Pastor James. So if y'all hashtag that, you got to give him the credit. It's the only thing in here that you know he is. 
You're doing good on time? Amen. It's only 7.30. If you want more, if you want more, you're going to need to start building an altar. Amen. If you want more, you're going to have to start building an altar. And you're going to have to drag that wet wood to the feet of Jesus. You're going to have to drag that grief-stricken wood to the feet of Jesus. You're going to have to drag that depression to the foot of Jesus. You're going to have to drag your kids and drag your spouse and drag your family to the feet of Jesus. Build that altar. Do it tonight. I just need one person to have some faith up in here. Faith that God still does miracles. Tonight can be the night. Amen. It doesn't matter how many people are watching. It doesn't matter how many people are in the room. I only need one. <laughs> Amen. And if you don't want yours, I'll take it. Unless you're praying for a man. I don't want that one. But anything else you are praying for, I'll take your miracle. Does anybody have faith to believe that God can work all things together for our good? Or do you get your faith from CNN? Maybe you get your faith from Instagram. Maybe TikTok. See, i got to turn my worship music on because I'm ready to start a fire. See, i got to let it burn. i got to let it burn. i got to let it burn. Everywhere you've experienced grief, let it burn. Everywhere you've experienced disappointment, let it burn. Everywhere you've, you've been questioning God, let that thing burn. Burn till it becomes contagious and you share it with other people. Amen. That's a word from God because she ain't even know what I was going to preach on. And she gave a prophetic word about fire. Amen. I hear the sound of abundant rain. You better play some music back there or something. Y'all better jump up on your feet or I'm going to preach all night. I hear the sound of abundant rain. I hear the sound of breakthrough coming. If that's you, just stand up. I hear the sound of breakthrough coming. See, fear is sitting where your faith is supposed to be. Doubt is sitting where your strength is supposed to be. Pain has been sitting where your purpose is supposed to be. My number one mission tonight was to come in here and convince you to take your seat again in heavenly places. Not be consumed by the things that's happening in the world. See, I'm in the world, but I'm not of it. Tell your neighbor, I'm not either. See, I'm coming back to who I used to be. I'm coming back to the fire. I'm coming back to the faith. Somebody's been away from the faith. But I hear God saying, come on back, baby. I got a seat with your name on it. I got an assignment with your name on it. I dare you to ask God for fire. God, I'm hungry for it. God, I'm desperate for it. I've been depressed too long. I've been confused too long. I've been blurry too long. I've been drunk too long. And I've sure been high too long. I done been lazy and checked out too long. I'm going to build that altar. I'm going to get alone with you, God. I'm coming back. I'm going to pray over your watered-down faith. I'm going to pray over your watered-down hope. Some of you got watered-down vision. Some of you got watered-down peace, joy, love. You've heard no so many times. You don't even see your vision anymore. You don't even see the dreams and goals. You don't even see the plans God has for you anymore. I'm going to pray over what life watered down. 
God says I can make it burn again. He knows what to do with wet wood. You hear me? God knows what to do with wet wood. I prophesy that everywhere there's wet wood and a willing heart, fresh fire is going to fall from heaven. You hear me? Fresh fire is going to fall from heaven onto this thing. Wet wood and a willing heart. God, release your fire over their brokenness. God, release your fire over their pain. Release it. God, I'm not asking you to do something you can't do. I'm asking you to do something you promised you would do. You promised you wouldn't let us drown. You promised you wouldn't leave us or forsake us. Yeah, I got water in my lungs, but I still believe. I might be submerged, and my little bitty nose is the only thing above water, but I still believe. I put a demand on who you are, God. I put a demand on who you've called me to be. Just be who you are. Father, just do what you do. Amen. I'm not asking you to do anything that you've never done before. I'm, I just want you to show up in my circumstance and be who you are. Father, you are the healer. You are the provider. You are the way maker. It's what you do. Father, it's what you do. God, wake us up every day hungry for your fire. Send us to work to release the fire. Send us out into the world to release the fire. If we don't work, Father, get that lazy out of us and send us somewhere to release the fire. Amen. Your fire's more powerful than depression. Your fire's more powerful than a pandemic. Your fire is more powerful than sickness and disease and anything else you got going on in your head. Amen. I rebuke every ungodly thing out of you. Anything in you that's not of God, I rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. I speak Holy Ghost fire. And I'm not asking God to break it. I'm asking God to burn it down. Hallelujah. We repent for making our circumstance our God. We worshiped it. We worshiped it. We repent that we made that condition our God. We started worshiping it more than we worship God. God, we want you more than anything. Listen, I smell smoke. I smell smoke up in here. I, se I smell something smoking in your life. No need to wait till you got it all together. No need to wait till you're sober. No need to wait until you're free. No wait need to wait until you got everything just right. You can allow God to meet you right where you are because that's where the fuel is. We got a world to set on fire. I'm just crazy enough to believe that this word is for every one of you. Every one of you. It only took one prophet to save a nation. Listen, if you would hold down your street, I got mine on lockdown. <laughs> Just so y'all know, I got, this, I got Riverside on lockdown. Pick another one. I done serve notice to my neighborhood. I ride on my bicycle. Y'all got me for my birthday? My kid got me for my birthday. Listen, I ride in my neighborhood all the time. Claiming it for Jesus. I wave at everybody. I try to jump off the bicycle and talk to them and they run from me. But that's okay. They don't know I'm their neighbor yet. They just think I'm running off my bicycle at them. 
But if you would hold down your street, hold down your city, hold down your country, I promise you, together we could chase a few demons out. We could chase a few demons out of our house. We could chase a few demons out of our city. Amen? I promise we'd chase a few demons out of our family. You ought to go home tonight and just lay hands on your family. Cast them demons out. Cast them out yourself first. Then cast them out of everybody else. Cast them out your cat. Anybody got a cat? Need to cast a demon out. In Jesus' name, amen. I love y'all. That's just kidding. But listen, I want to pray for you. I'm not, I'm not really. I love cats. I love cats. Amen. Whew. I want to pray for you. I hear a sound of rain, man. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for that fire. I mean, you want it. I figure Pastor Mike just wanted to just line them all around the room would be fine with me. Amen. If you want to just line down each wall and line them here until I don't want anybody to fall out and hit their head on the thing there. But then I'm going to have to raise the dead. But don't worry. I'm waiting. I don't want it to be you. But I am waiting on just the right person to die so I can lay my hands on them and see them raised from the dead. I don't know what you get excited about, but I get excited about I might be able to raise somebody from the dead. Yeah, boy, I'm going to pray fire. I'm just going to walk by, lay hands on you, and if you have a wet wood now and a willing heart, I'm telling you, fresh fire's coming from heaven. You can just line up down the wall. You can line up here in the front. Uh, uh, follow uh, uh, Pastor Mike. Just look at him. Everybody look at him and do it because I'll tell you, I feel the anointing. I felt the anointing all day. It's been a hot fire anointing. You're going to burn. I'm telling you, that wet wood is going to burn. Anything you got in you, I'm telling you, it's coming out in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And you might even just already be full of fire. Maybe you got so much fire, you just need a little bit of your hair and you'll be all done. Get in line. Amen. Get in line. I'm going to tell everybody, bye on the broadcast. In case I forget to tell y'all, bye on the broadcast. Get here tomorrow. I mean, I don't know why they put me in between the two evangelists, but here it is. Amen. Come tomorrow. It'll be a lot better in Jesus' name. I love all y'all. Whoo. I smell smoke up in here. I don't think. And I believe the church today needs revival. I believe not just this church, but the church as a whole, the church in our region, the church in our nation needs revival. I'm looking for a remnant of people. I'm searching to and fro over the whole earth just to find a heart perfect toward mine, Kathy. A lot of prophetic words have been spoken over this place. And I believe that if we put the effort out, if we begin to contend for the things of God, then we'll begin to experience the things of God. So we're going to get together every day and contend for the things of God in this house. If we want to see God things happen, then we've got to create some God opportunities for them to happen.